Welcome to The Messy Studio with Rebecca Kroll, the podcast at the intersection of art, travel, entrepreneurship, philosophy, and life in general. I am Ross Tickner, Rebecca's audio producer, podcast guru, and her son. On today's show, we are talking about working in a series. Um, so with me, as always, is Rebecca Kroll. Hello. Uh, this was another listener question, and we've been soliciting uh, ideas from our listeners. And... I decided to, it was a good topic to talk about. It's it's a very broad topic, actually, and a little bit hard to define, but I decided to take it on today. So um, I think I think one of the things that people wonder when they, they just hear, what is a series? Like, what does that mean exactly? How many pieces are in it? What defines it? And sometimes it's obvious, and sometimes it's less than obvious. <laughs> So uh, the, really the starting point for me when I thought about it is it's it's a series if the artist says it's a series. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason for that really is that sometimes um, a series can be v- rather vaguely defined, but the artist senses that there is something that connects this particular body of work. Right. And so that that kind of gets to the point that the work is related in some way. So sometimes, like I said, it's easy to see and it has to do with either the form of the work or the content. So let's say um, the content might be a particular subject or a particular response to something and the artist would do a number of pieces that dealt with that content or the form could be very similar. Like maybe the artist is interested in working in black and white or you know something, uh, some art element that interests them, and so the work would take place over time in different ways, but using that visual element and focusing on it. Well, and I these kind of things kind of develop naturally, just a, per- a period of work where you're working mm-hmm. um, in a similar style, or um, you know, like you've just been traveling and you came back from someplace and you got all these pictures from yeah. a place that you were visiting, or yeah, and that's that's why. That's a good example of why it can be hard to say what it is. Um, and sometimes you might think, as the artist, you might think of it as a, a group of work, a body of work is another phrase that gets thrown around and is a little bit hard to define. A body of work, again, is related work. A series might be a little bit more pointed within that body of work. There might be something that you could explain to someone else how it was related uh, in a little more specific way. But but basically, it is um, work that is related in some sense. And it shows what it shows about the artist and it shows to their viewers is that they've had an ongoing or sustained interest in something. And I think that is, it's a mark of a certain level of, I would say, professionalism to not always be jumping around from thing to thing and just scratching the surface, but you're going deeper. And that that is uh, something that has advantages for you as an artist. It's really a learning tool. Sure. And well, I, and it displays a certain uh, amount of expertise and a, and a certain amount of depth um, mm-hmm. of your own experience and your own ability to work within your medium. Um, you yeah. know, you, it's one of the things that was recommended to me, um, you know, in art school was try to do something in a series because it demonstrates a uh, an, a, a certain amount of control. Right. It 
it's it's really it's a challenge. And as you say, it demonstrates the fact that you have the technical ability to not just do something once as a happy accident. Yeah, exactly. Or twice, but you you have it together enough to explore this thing over time and and it's not to say that the first piece in the series will have the same level of accomplishment as a later one. And that's part of a reason to do it as well, is to develop something, develop a technique or develop an idea. Um, I've heard artists say uh, that they just, they work in series because their ideas just can't be contained in any one piece. And that's, I kind of like that. And, and what that says to me is the initial idea was one thing. What came after it is another thing. And I think that's, it's often true in any creative endeavor. The first, the first thing you come up with when you're thinking about something is probably the most superficial, right? And then if you do that thoroughly and well, it's going to open up more doors to you. Well, that's why in, in any kind of art form, we're always trying to um, do like multiple drafts, thumbnail sketches, yeah. um, you know, trying to work something and rework it several times before we decide on a, a final approach. Right. And you, you mentioned in your art class that it was suggested that you do a series. And this is something that I think uh, is really good in a workshop as well. And something with my more advanced classes that I always encourage, even if, even if the class is not particularly long and we're only there for a few days, it's still time to do something in uh, a quick series because it just, um, it opens up more for discussion and more for thought. And then I think on your own, as you're working it's always something to keep in mind. Is there a series developing? And I think one of the things that is interesting in the different ways that artists work is that some artists, uh, perhaps more conceptually inclined, would will plan out a series ahead of time and say, I'm going to do, uh, say, 25 paintings that are going to be each, you know, 16 inches square and they're going to be about uh, a certain topic like are walking in the woods every day and every day I'll come back and do a painting that kind of thing I always think it's kind of a different way it's a different mindset than, than I've ever been able to have the closest I've ever come to that preconceived idea of a series is an exhibit that I had once in Alaska and it was about archaeology and it was a very open-ended topic but at the same time, the show itself was a kind of series in that I had to work thematically and consider all the ways that, that I could work or that I could think about archaeology. And and that's it, it just felt it was interesting to me. I liked it, but I don't necessarily gravitate towards that myself. And so what typically happens in my own work is, and I know this is true for a lot of people, the series creeps up on you. And I think you said mm -hmm. something like that right at the beginning. It sort of at some point you realize I keep coming back to this thing. I keep coming back to this shape or this idea. And so at that point you could continue doing it in a very open-ended way. And, and by that, I mean, maybe you're not going to define it by size or medium or anything. Just this is an idea I keep coming back to and therefore it's a series. Or you could say, I keep, 
I keep using this particular uh, composition. And so in order to explore it a little bit more, I'm going to set myself up a challenge here and I'm going to do X number of paintings using this composition and see how many variations I can come up with and where it's going to take me. So you could have sort of a combined approach as well. So how do you know when it's time to wrap up a series? Well, um, again, uh, these things can go on a long time as long as the artist feels that <laughs> they're going on. Um, a famous example of a very, very long series was uh, Robert Motherwell's Elegy to the Spanish Republic. A lot of people will be familiar with these huge black and white paintings. And this went on for 200 paintings, and I forget how many years, but it was a topic that continued I have to assume, to involve him and to feel fresh to him. And I think when it stops feeling fresh, it stops feeling like you're still exploring an idea, that's a good clue that mm, maybe it's dying out. A sure. lot of series kind of die a natural death. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what I kind of think in terms of, of like a television series. It seems like they kind of have a bell curve where mm -hmm. they – the, the first few episodes are a little bit rocky and then they hit a flow and, yeah. and you know, they, they do some really solid material. And then at some point they, it starts to get kind of played out yeah. and you know, we, I'm sad when a series that I've enjoyed ends, but it, I'd rather see it end in kind of a well-rounded way than to just become terrible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, well, it's, a, and it's an arc of creativity. That exactly. We're very excited by the inception of ideas. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's just, it's really energizing. And then there's, a period that follows where you're working pretty hard on something and and then there's a period where maybe you've learned what you were going to learn and I I said earlier that uh, working in series is a learning tool and so uh, when you fail to continue to learn uh, you know then then you have to ask yourself if you're still doing it <laughs> um, why am I still doing this and that can uh, have some interesting answers, sure. you know. Well, it seems like eventually it, it stops being something where you're pushing and taking risks. And th yeah. those are pieces of, pieces of advice that we give, I think, in almost every episode is that you need to push and you need to take risks right. in order to develop. And yes, and to, and, to enjoy, and to enjoy it and to feel excited by it. And I know that sometimes a series can become something of a success at a gallery. Yeah, absolutely. And then they want more work in this <laughs> series do. because it's and, selling um, well and it creates this incentive to keep on working in the series. And you may very well find yourself in the position of continuing with something that has kind of lost its appeal, but you'd like it. It's fine. It's great. And and there will be a time when it's still good to do it. But um, I, I had a series of my own that I think it lasted about six or seven years and they were these tall vertical pieces where I was bolting um, wood panels together. And so they were about a foot wide and they ranged from six to eight feet tall. And I mean, they, they were exciting. I loved doing them because each one was an adventure and trying to find the right composition. You know, I'd paint the panels separately and then uh, arrange them. And I they were really successful. I think, I think I did about thirty of them, and only about three or four never sold. And so, obviously, for a long time, this was not only rewarding to me 
aesthetically and as part of my process, but it was rewarding financially. And I think I think I just hit on something like these were paintings that would fit in a stairwell. They would fit beside a tall window. Yeah, exactly. They were not they were big paintings, but they didn't take up a lot of wall space. And I have actually thought of returning to that series because I think now that I you know, a number of years have passed. I think the last one I did was in 2012 that now things have changed a lot in my work. And so now I'm thinking, well, what would happen if I went back to it? Well, and the other thing is that I, th- I think at the time you were working almost entirely with kind of prefabricated small panels, I right? I was, yeah. And, and these were what were really available to Am- you. Ampersand gesso board was what yeah. I was using. And, yeah. and now you're painting on larger panels. You're doing more kind of mm-hmm. uh, compositions that are uh, tied in together as a, as a, a complete as a whole, whole yeah. work. Right. Um, and I think that you're also getting more like custom sizes, right? Right. So could- it, it might be possible for you to do some columns in a single Ooh. panel. It would, indeed. <laughs> I and like that, that idea. And that was something that wasn't really available to you at the time. Not really. But no. you, I mean, another piece of common advice that we give in almost every episode is work with the materials that you have available to you. Yeah. And at, at the time, it was actually the solution to a problem, which was I wanted to work large, um, but I I didn't really want to get into shipping big pieces. It was It was fairly early in my career, in a way. And so... I thought of the idea of bolting panels together and they could be unbolted for shipping. So this made these pieces not only um, sellable, but easy to ship. Yeah, it, it solved a, a problem for you with a, yeah. with a creative solution. Yeah. And, uh, it was all good, you know. And, and But it, I, it's funny how often it's crept back into my mind thinking, what would happen if I did that now? You know, and I think that's really interesting about series because they... I'm sure I'm not the only artist that's ever revisited an earlier series with new uh, new technical development, with new ideas, with new abilities. Well, and, and your work has, has changed so much so since much. then, too. Yeah. Uh, the stuff that you're doing now with, with more contrast and yeah. uh, really exploring more the, the limits of yeah. cold wax medium. I think they could be quite uh, dramatic and interesting. So anyway, one for the back burner, but I, I guess I... You know, it's good to talk about that because a series doesn't have to be in a contained period of time. I mean, it can it can come and go over years and you can work on other things in the meantime. It's not something that you always have to be only focused on. And that's the sort of naturally developing series that, that seems to work for me and a lot of artists. Sure. Well, and that's also an advantage of, um, like we say, kind of ending a series before it just peters out. True. Um, you know, it, it leaves your public, your audience wanting more. Mm-hmm. And then if you choose to revisit that when you have a little bit more to add to it, when it's not just something that's kind of petering out, yeah. you're able to create something that is more fulfilled for yeah. you both as an artist and and the product that you're creating is is more interesting to people and it's it, there are people who have been waiting for it for you yeah. know 5 years or something at that point yeah. and I, I think you know in general in life it's good to walk away while you're still having fun right so yeah and and while you're ahead you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um a couple of questions and not really walk away but but move on to something different yeah. you know that's i think that's key too is yeah. that you're not you're not just like you abandoning. know, abandoning it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're just you're just putting it aside so that you can work on things that are a little bit more fulfilling for you. Yeah, and, and you know, there's always new ideas coming along. So, 
uh, tabling something for a while is it makes sense uh, creatively, I would say. Um, so some of the questions that people ask about series, and I we've probably sort of answered this one, but how many pieces are in it? <laughs> I'd say anything over two, honestly. I mean, two is sort of like a pair or a diptych, but anywhere from two to thousands, you know, could be grouped together. Um, and people often wonder too if you're if you're going to do a kind of an intentional series or something, do you need to display them together? You know, will they only make sense as a group? And I have to say my own opinion about that is it's probably better not to display them all together if you have more than, you know, a handful, because what is interesting to you as you explore uh, may not make the most interesting show. <laughs> you know, if people look come in and they see 10 variations on something and they're all just subtly different. And believe me, I've seen shows like this. And pretty soon, as a viewer, you fail to engage. It's just too repetitive. And so I, my advice is if you have a bigger series and you're going to have an exhibit, you know, just choose. Just Two or curate. three of them. Yeah. yeah. And, and you might want to show the progression. You might want to show one early on, one middle, one later, whatever. And maybe to to keep a show cohesive, it's nice. Uh, I've often seen people showing, say, two or three series in a show that are somehow, they work together, but they're also very different in their focus. Sure. I think it's good to show a few pieces from a series in a show because it shows that you are capable of working in a series. Right. It shows that, yeah. that kind of technical competency. But um, I agree that doing a whole show of a single series is is probably not a good idea. Um, I think that the internet has kind of changed this, though, mm. because you are on your website able to display your entire series mm -hmm. um, together as a as a completed body of work, and and you can it's 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 more of an opportunity for you to 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 show like you would in a gallery but there's really no limit to your space True. although i i will say you know uh, websites can become a bit visually boring as well if, if you have an awful lot of paintings that are very similar i think in general curating what you show people is a good idea and, and yeah but when but when on your website i i mean you can have a page for series one could. page for series two sure. you know and and maybe you don't show that complete every painting in that series, but I don't think it's a bad idea to. No, and, and actually what you bring up is another advantage of a series, and that is it organizes your work and it organizes your website. And if you, especially if you have a title for a series, which is a way that the artist identifies a series. So if I say this is my, you know, Mayo Coast series that I've done when I was in Ireland, then all the paintings are then identified Within that, and they can just be Mayo Coast one, two, three, four, whatever. It can be a page on my website, and it really, it really helps people understand where your interest lies. Well, and I can definitely say that I've personally come across, um, you know, looking at artists' web pages. Um, I've I've personally come across a series for a particular artist that I was absolutely in love with, and you know, maybe the re the rest of their work I enjoyed, but wasn't so infatuated with but to to be able to, to click on just you know i want to see everything from this series yeah. and being able to look at all those pieces yeah you're uh, absolutely right that is that is an advantage of the internet and another place that's pretty interesting is on um, instagram because people tend to post their 
as they go. Yeah. And or, then you can Facebook. organize your series by hashtag. Yeah. And so you you do see the development if you follow it. And it's it's sort of in real time. You know, somebody does something, they put it up, and next week it's something else. And and if you're following it, it's very interesting. Whereas if it's a if it's a closely curated website, you may not get that same kind of flow or feeling of almost participating in the artist's thought process, which is which can be interesting if you if you like what they're doing. Um, and that's I think another aspect of series is to think about writing about it because usually if you have an exhibit or on your website whatever it's really if you have developed an idea visually it's also good to be able to say something about it and people are very interested in why did this grab you why did you pursue this for so long and what are the ideas behind it because when you have a developed series you definitely have something to say about it and so i encourage people to to write some description especially uh, an artist statement with an exhibit that would explain what happened in the series how did you start where did it go what did you learn well and it also builds this um this relationship with mm-hmm. the people who are um looking at your work yeah um and a big part of uh, actually selling your work is building that relationship with your customers. Mm-hmm. Um, you want them to feel like your work is a, a connection between them and you. It's a communication. Yeah. yeah. Um, and to build on that to both to for them to be able to see on social media as your work develops and being able to kind of share that with you. And then also through a blog post or through some personal interaction with the people who are looking at your work, yeah. um, which can also be done on, on social media uh, it, it builds this this interaction and this relationship yeah. with with the people who are looking at it. It's also very helpful for you as an artist to to take a moment and say, "What's this all about?" You know, and and writing artist statements is kind of another topic, but but at their core, they really are just self reflection about what was the meaning, what what was your motivation, what were your sources, and like I said, what did you learn? What where is it going now? And what what ideas did it bring up to you that were interesting? So I think all of that is so embodied in a series. And even if you think you don't have any series going on, you might. I mean, if you look at what you've been doing and think about grouping things, maybe get out a bunch of your work and kind of group the things that are talking to each other, that seem to go together. And even if it's not yet gelled into a series, it might give you an idea for one of where to go with it. Because I think when we're in the middle of things, sometimes we don't see it. And it might be another thing where someone could come in and give you some feedback. Yeah. Having that outside perspective, being able to take, mm-hmm. take a step back. Sometimes you need that in order to kind of see the way things fit together. It's it's hugely helpful. And I mean, I had an experience in my own work where I didn't realize that these shapes were starting to come through. And I had a conversation with a friend who said, you know, I keep seeing this, these shapes happening in your work. And I'm, oh, you're right. It's going back a ways here. And it really brought it into my awareness that this was evolving. And I'm not sure how I it really, it's true. I'm in the sort of the middle of it now. I'm not sure how I define it as a series, but I think it is. So sometimes when you're in the middle of it, you don't, you don't have a name for it. Maybe it's just happening. <laughs> But it's uh, it's encouraging to see the changes from one painting to another, and the the ideas expanding, which you know really is 
it's what it's about. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I just, um, I, I do encourage the idea a lot. I, I think I, I wonder if artists uh, more at the beginning of their work tend to think it's something that you do later on or something, you know, like, oh, maybe someday I'll do a series. And it's it's never too early, I would say. Well, and that's that's the case with almost anything is that, um, you know, we, t- we tend to think that, oh, that's something that other people do, mm-hmm. you know, it's until more, more advanced or something. Exactly. You know, there's always that kind of barrier, you know, mm-hmm. other people have podcasts, you know, <laughs> that's. <laughs> but, but and but as you, you know, you said we said early on it, it develops your technical skill. And so maybe an attempt at a series as you're starting out will be a bit difficult. It may not, it may be very hard, but you're Well, the first time so you much. do almost anything, it's not going to really work out the way you want it to. Yeah. But um, you're learning so much if you make yourself stick to an idea and explore it deeply. And that's, that's kind of what it's about. Yeah. It's, it, you, you have to, you, you learn by doing yeah. a- almost anything. You have to actually yeah. do it in order to learn it. And a series can keep you on track. Yeah. I mean, if you identify it, you say, I'm doing this. It provides a, a focus. Structure, yeah. Well, d- did you have any final thoughts or uh, any anything to kind of put a bow on this episode? Oh, I think I think just kind of a wrap up to to realize the value of a working in series, um, to, to understand what it gives you as an artist and what it can give your viewers in terms of understanding your work, and um, that it provides structure, it provides understanding. And it's can be really a technical challenge. Yeah, it displays your competency as an artist. It does. Um, and it's a way to push yourself if you haven't done a series before. Um, it's it's a way to challenge your um, your ability. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think it's definitely something worth trying, even if you don't feel like your work is that kind of work. Um, I think right. it's yeah. It doesn't have to. A lot of people think it has to be very conceptually set out, but it does not. So if you work more process-oriented or intuitively, you probably have a series going already. <laughs> well, and and we've talked in the past about just inten- intentions and having intentions in your work. Yeah. And if you just intend to bring certain things out in a series of between yeah. three and maybe 12 pieces just to start with. That's a very um, simple and straightforward and good way to begin. All right. Well, that about wraps up this episode of The Messy Studio. You can find The Messy Studio on Facebook, as well as public profiles for both Rebecca Kroll and myself, Ross Tickner. Make sure to check out www.coldwaxbook.com and www.rebeccacroll.com and sign up for the email list to stay up to date on events, book signings, and openings. Please subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, or Stitcher, and leave us a rating and a review. Remember to share the show with friends and family and anyone who you think will enjoy it. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week with more art and entertainment. In the meantime, embrace your own creative space, messy or otherwise.